This is Gerard Fox, and the verdict is in. I have another one of my amazing guests that all of you have been clamoring to listen to because you guys just keep listening to me. And thank you, thank you, thank you, audience. We cherish you. This is a person I've known for, gosh, now going on almost 20 years. Uh, her name is Caprice Bore. She is an American businesswoman. Actually, she grew up here in the U.S., and she's an actress. She's a model. She had over 250 magazine covers. Let me say that again. 250 magazine covers, including Vogue, GQ, and Cosmopolitan. I'm sure you have all read those. Caprice lives in London. She is now a Brit, as they say, has a very successful company called Buy Caprice. So make sure that you Google that and look it up. Caprice sells internationally to retailers and department stores. She designs models and markets, lingerie, swimwear, sleepwear, as well as bedding by Caprice. And bedding is important because it's what we sleep in. It's what we spend a good part of our day in, whether we like it or not. Caprice has given speeches at business events about the development of her own business and on topics of general business interest. And I should tell you that, you know, in a world where we're trying to promote women and minorities, Caprice has always been a front runner here. She's strong, independent, always on top of her own career. And we're going to talk today about the development of her career and about her her clothing line, her bedding line, a little bit about what drew her to London and what she likes about London. So strap in. This is going to be a very interesting interview. Caprice, good morning or it's good afternoon or good night. It's six hours. Eight hours. Eight Eight hours. hours. It's good evening. Uh, Yes, good evening. Yes, I always kind of throw (laughs) off. I forget whether I'm in New York or L.A. First of all, tell us a little bit about how you started your modeling career. We'll just dust through that. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I used to do beauty pageants. I'm from California and my mom loved all the beauty pageants. I couldn't stand them. Anyway, somebody found me there and said, you can make a lot of money modeling. And I thought, Ooh, okay, let's go. Let's do this. So off to New York. And then they said, you got to go to Europe. And I said, okay. So I picked England primarily because everyone spoke English. So I, I flew to England and within six months, I was thrusted on the front pages of every single newspaper and, and soon starting, you know, do covers. I, I did a cover for 10 years, one cover a month somewhere in Europe for 10 years. I've had an extraordinary career and I just saw a niche in the market. I'm not, I'm not really one of those traditional, you know, I'm only five foot eight and I've got to fit, you know, I've got the hips, I've got the attitude. So I wasn't your traditional runway model. I was more like a little bit of the flavor of the month, sort of like, yeah, I did the cover of Vogue, but also the GQs. And when the Maxim was, was, um, was the hottest magazine and the top selling magazine in the world. And then at the end of the day, something really horrible happened. I turned 30. And that's like one foot in the grave in the modeling world. So I thought, okay, I got to think of plan B. I decided to license out my name for lingerie because I didn't know anything about running a business and factories and, and you know, even hedging, money, you know, exchange. I didn't know anything about it. So I decided to convince somebody else to take the risk for me while I learned. And so I did. There was this head honcho. He was the CEO of Debenhams, which is like the equivalent of the CEO of Macy's. 
And I convinced him to uh, buy into my brand and do a license deal. Now, I know license deals are saturated now. Everyone's doing license deals. Now, license deals are, what is a license deal? Is when you give somebody your name, they give you, what, 6 to 10% of sales, and then they take all the risk primarily, but you do all the marketing. So this company, Debenhams, I convinced the CEO to do this license deal. Again, nobody else has was doing it. I mean, this was in 2000. I convinced him to uh, invest a few million, and he did. And the first collection sold out in two weeks. So he was a flavor of the moment. I was the flavor of the moment. Everyone was making money. And then uh, five years later, everyone started jumping on the bandwagon. I knew Debenhams would drop me eventually because you get the fresh new face coming in. So what I did is I just bought back my license and I started to supply myself. And how do you do that, Caprice? And, you know, when you say I supply myself, do you have your own website? How do people get to it? Who fulfills your orders? My career has been sort of like a roller coaster. You know, in the interim, I was still doing all the modeling and and TV shows. I've done over 150 TV shows here in Europe. So with the business, though, so I started supplying myself, meaning I I started uh, taking all the risk. I have, uh, what, five factories. I have no financial backing. I was doing everything myself, and I was doing that for about 10 years. And then I started, obviously, when you start a business, and what I'll, I'll do if, if there are listeners out there and they – because a lot of the times when I do my business speeches, I kind of give people – the top 10 tips on when you start your own business, people ask me, well, how did you do it? I hadn't, you know, I never went to university. I barely got by in high school, graduated, started doing beauty pageants, started modeling. So I kind of learned from the streets, you know, I didn't have any formal education. You know, my mom always taught me independence is key. Independence is happiness. I could have been a gold digger. I probably would have been richer if I would have been a gold digger, but I decided not to go down that road. And, and I just worked my little tushy off. And there's um, there's a few pointers that I have that were key to my success. And so I'll share that with you a little bit later on. But also, I think when you start your own business now, it's really, really important to you know, educate yourself. Before I started supplying myself, I really educated myself about every integral part of this business. So that when I hired on a team, I trained them myself. I never delegated whether that was right or wrong. That proved to be successful for me. I started expanding to swimwear and to glam by Caprice. And there were businesses along the way that didn't work out. You know, I start. I started a hair straightener. I started to to supply hair straightening. Now, what a schmuck am I? But you know what? Sometimes these lessons are really valuable lessons, and I tell people a lot that sometimes the hardest thing you need to do as an entrepreneur is to walk away from something that you've invested in not only your time but your money. If it's not working then walk away. And that's exactly what I did with the hair straightener. It wasn't working. Yeah, I invested a lot of my money. I invested a lot of time, but I needed to invest time somewhere else because it just didn't work. So there were ideas that didn't work. You know, I think it's really important to hedge so you don't put all your eggs into one basket. So one season, I would have a great season doing lingerie, but maybe the swimwear didn't perform that well. And then just recently, well, not recently, just a few years ago, I I started by Caprice Home, which has been the most successful 
diffusion business that that I started off the out of all the bike caprice products and especially this is crazy during lockdown our sales have been absolutely phenomenal over here I feel guilty saying that but everyone's at home and here in England everyone is something called furloughed so they're getting compensated by the government 80% of their salary and they just stay at home and they just want to shop so I mean I don't know how it is over there it's crazy here in England well, well let, me, let me ask you, what, you know, when you say uh, buy Caprice home, are these home goods and what types of home goods? Okay, so it's bedding primarily. So it's duvets, pillow cushions, it's curtains, it's sheets, anything to do with a bed. And it's super luxurious and super glamorous, but it's very competitively priced which is important to me because I want to hit everyone. I want everyone to be able to afford my products. And that's my market. This is one thing in business. You have to identify who the heck is your target market? Who are you selling to? And then cater to that. And that's exactly what I've done. And you do this all online. Is that correct? I do this primarily online. I do have a few bricks and mortar, but but it's mostly online business. Yes, that's that's the future. I mean, you know, we see these Amazon boxes come everywhere to everybody's house here in the States. Everything is being ordered. Amazon delivers all kinds of clothing and bedding to people in this house. I can tell you that. Now, you, you, you hit on something very, very, very important for the listeners who are entrepreneurs to circle. When I, w- when I was younger, I liked to read fictions. And my dad said, I'll buy you all your fiction books if you read an autobiography or a biography that I get you every other book. When I was reading these as a young teenager, I realized and it shocked me how these great successes had many failures along the way, along with their successes. The thing that I realized is that they never quit. Now, can you talk a little bit about the importance, you know, of not getting down about the fact that one thing didn't work out and moving on to the next? Well, this is a big part of being an entrepreneur. You will definitely have a lot of situations where it just won't work out the way you want it to. And the ones that are successful are the ones that are resilient. The ones that are successful are the ones that are going to get knocked down and you get your little tushy back up and you go again and you keep going and you keep going. And and those are the ones that are going to be successful. That is realistic. It's hard out there. I mean, there are so many times, even with the exchange rate, something is well, this wasn't small. I was, you know, cause all my factories are in China. So Even with my exchange rate, I mean, I lost, what an idiot I was because I didn't understand it very much. I would just buy dollars on the spot and I didn't understand how to hedge and blah, 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 blah. So I lost one and a half million pounds. So it's almost $2 million overnight because I didn't understand that. that Now that's when I started educating myself totally on everything and not relying on anyone else. You know, and again, with my hair straighteners, and there were so many other businesses. But of course, it's a part of being an entrepreneur. And the important thing is, is to learn from your mistakes and freaking never do them again. <laughs> That's right. Once shame on you, twice shame on me. So now, for there are a lot of young women out there who want to get into modeling. Even today, you know, it's a snapshot and taking pictures of themselves. They want someone to come along. And, you know, get them into the world of modeling. But there's a lot of red flag warnings. And uh, then there's the path as to maybe how to do it. Maybe speak a little bit about red flag warnings about women trying to get into modeling 
And also, you know, if you want to do it, the serious route to go. I mean, the modeling world is a lot different now than it was back in my heyday. The money was ridiculous. I mean, I made my first million when I was, when I just turned 25. And the modeling world, it's a lot harder now. The competition is fierce and the work isn't as abundant as it was back then. And because the competition, you know, there's so many more girls now. So you're not making as much money supply and demand, clearly. But with modeling, be very careful. Please wait till you graduate one. <laughs> don't don't start doing it in high school. Graduate from high school and then jump on board. And then also, there's a lot of scams out there. You'll get an agency that says, oh, just give us 2,000 pounds. You have to do your portfolio. You have to take pictures. You know what? That's complete bollocks. I mean, that is a scam. Run, Forrest, run as fast as you can because you know what? You're not going to have a modeling career and you'll never see that money again. A good modeling agent pays. They invest in you. They pay for you. And then when you get the job, then they take the money out of the job. Do not, under any circumstances, unless if you want pretty pictures, but you're never going to get the money back. I will guarantee that. If you're getting your kids, your daughters, again, please graduate first and go to a reputable agency. There's a lot of scams, more than I've ever seen before in my career. And again, alarm bells go up if they say, give us even 500, even 2000, even anything. Trust me, the right agencies that will really get you the successful career are the ones that will invest in you and believe in you. Yes. Now, the other thing that's very interesting about your career is you step into the business world. My mother used to, my mother became a very successful businesswoman uh, around 50 years old, which is, you know, surprising to a lot of people. And I would sit with her and I'd say, Mom, what's it like, you know, running your companies when, you know, in a world where, you know, women are still not treated equally. And she would say to me, Jerry, the truth of the matter is context is everything. But no matter what happens, no one's going to tell me what to do. No one's going to pull the wool over my eyes. I can smile and put a knife in someone's back just as easily as any man if I have to. And, you know, my mom was tough. She told me she made no bones about it. It was, it was gritty and that you, you, had to, you had to kind of, you know, take a push and push back. Maybe you can talk a little bit about being a woman entering into the business world because, man, this is a great time for women. I have daughters now who have listened to my mother, and they're tough, and they're climbing the ladder of big companies. But talk a little bit about what it's like to be a woman in the business world today. This is – let me. I'll explain myself, but I do talk a lot about this because there's a big movement over here in Europe because it's definitely a primarily a man's world still. It's a little bit – it's definitely a lot more antiquated. It's a lot more progressive in America than it is here, that's for sure. And I tell all my ladies, I said, whatever you do, don't play the god dang victim card. I'm bored. Take responsibility. I remember I was doing this one speech and I'm, well, I was in America. I won't tell you who it is. It is a very popular show on, oh, I won't even tell you, on a very popular station. Anyways, this woman was interviewing me and her whole movement was equal pay, equal pay. She was fighting the world, fighting the station, everyone coming on board. She talked about it relentlessly. And she started getting into it with me. And I looked at her and I said, why do you keep fighting this battle? 
and playing the victim card. You know what? You're actually limiting yourself and I'm bored. And she said, what are you talking about? I said, doll, you're so smart and you're beautiful. You could have your own show. Why are you fighting this battle? I want equal pay. I want equal pay. Well, bollocks to that. If these guys aren't going to give you equal pay, go and find a job somewhere else. You could get your own show. You're actually limiting yourself. You can make more money doing something else. Don't play the victim card. Yes, we do live in this world where men do make more money and there is a problem there. But if you don't like it, then quit. If you're fabulous, you're going to go and get a better job, be happier and be appreciated more. So it is what it is. And and even for me, you know, it has been hard and not only in my woman, but I I'm stereotyped because of my successful modeling career, because that's what everyone knows me as a model. And that stereotype has absolutely tortured me. But instead of playing the victim card, I got back up and yeah, I had to prove myself, but I did. And now I've turned that into huge success. And now I inspire other people, again, not to play the victim and don't limit yourself. It is what it is. So whatever, let's work harder. Let's move on, you know? Wow, that, that's really powerful, Caprice. And so many women need to circle back and play that, put it on repeat and play that. You know, the reality is I was raised by a strong, strong grandmother and a strong, strong mom. And in their world, they taught me very quickly. And I'd have to say this, and guys, you're just going to have to suck it up when I say this. And women have qualities that men don't have, an ability to balance, or an ability to control emotions at times, not always, but at times. And they're also... You know, listen, they carry children, they uh, do things, some of them that we don't do. But more importantly, I think you got to respect everybody, whether they're transsexual, whether they're gay, whether they're a woman, whether they're black, whether they're white. But the most important thing in the business world is performance. And at the end of the day, if you can come up with a better mousetrap than somebody else, then you should hire all the people that you want to hire. Change the world yourself. Start changing the world yourself. Don't wait for it to change for you change the world yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, but I'm glad you mentioned that because it is such a big thing over here. And there's very, there's not a lot of strong women doing social speaking out here. Not a lot. Oh gosh, there's only a handful actually. There's, and we do the circuit every single year on year. It's the same women. You have much more over in America Again, you're much more progressive. But anyways, I'm glad we touched on that because I feel very strongly about that and about inspiring other women. Yeah, now let's talk about something that you do very well that a lot of, ton of people here in this country have to do and a ton of women do, and it's not really appreciated. I don't think it is, even in this country, which is they women who work and raise kids. That's a task. Maybe you can talk about that a little bit. Well, it is a test. And not only that, but in my relationship with my husband, and you know, I've been with him for 10 years now and still madly in love and we have the greatest relationship, but I am very traditional. I will still serve him dinner. I will still pick up his plate. I will still make sure he's okay. You know, it, it, it is all about my, my husband and I'm great with that because in the business world and it's all about me. So I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really good with that. And some women probably won't agree with that, but it really works for my relationship and for my family. But also, yeah, I'm, I'm a breadwinner as well. My husband is very successful. We're both breadwinners. And 
I'm raising the kids. But this is just, but you know what? To, for me, Jerry, it's empowering. Without me, I'm like the glue of this family. You know, without me, they fall apart. And that is empowering. That's empowering. Yeah. So, you know, and I'll tell you, my daughter Maggie works for a company called Textiles, where Fabletics and Rihanna's line and others are sold in retail. And she is very high up there, and she raises a five-year-old. And, and, you know, I texted her last night to say, you're such a great mom. And my mom would be proud of you because, you, you know, you're working and you're very high up in your company. And she wrote back and said, yes, I, it is a tough job. I'm still working at 10, 10 p.m. That's because her son is taking school online. So she has to be the mom who gets him queued up in front of the computer and teach, you know, make sure he's focused on his lesson and get him his lunch and do all of those things. And then she's got to turn around and do the work that she would have finished by 6 and do it till 11 or 12 o'clock at night. And then hats off, hats off to any woman who works who's involved with the family. And you know, listen, I'm you know, if you're if you're a dude and you're in a marriage or you're somebody or your your partner is is out working you, if you're a gay couple and you you have one of you that's taking care of the kids and one the business, yeah, how you divide those things are a very personal decision and no one should invade that decision. But I will tell you, always appreciate the person who's juggling. Now, Caprice. Uh, what, what's next for you? What do you look out into the future and see? Because you are always growing and changing, which is really an amazing skill. Yeah, I think change is really, really important. And fu- it's funny with change. A lot of people don't like change. They like, you know, stability. They like routine. But um, I think you advance if, if, if you accept change and if you embrace change. But for me, it's about expanding my business it's about being the best mom I could possibly be. It's I do a lot of charity. I really believe in giving back to the world and trying to make it a better place. If I take care of the world, the world takes care of me. And that formula has really worked for me. Um, uh, I want to get my brand, once we get through with this bloody pandemic, I want to get my brand over to the States, you know, to, to be one of the big boys out there. So that'll be my next move. Um, yeah, just keep living the dream, <laughs> making it happen. Nobody else is going to do it but me. <laughs> yeah, well, I think you could end up having your own talk show when, when you felt like it, especially here in the States. Uh, now, if there are people who want to have you come speak in the States or, or somebody is interested in putting together a book about your life or there's somebody who wants to just get in touch with you or, or get online and buy some of your stuff – Maybe you could tell them who, who they contact, whether it's you, an agent. I mean, how do people get in touch with Caprice if they want her to come speak? Yeah, well, thank you for asking. Um, well, I mean, my products, you could um, you could go online to buy BY Caprice Home, and you could just go crazy, hopefully. Uh, we do ship worldwide. And, um, and if you want to get a hold of me, again, I do do a lot of speaking events, like loads of speaking events out here. I'd love to be to 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 get tucked in in the States. And that, I guess you could go on my Instagram and then it has all my information there. Are you on LinkedIn? I'm not, I am, but my office deals with that. Not so much me. And there's, it, there's quite a lot of activity. So it gets to, uh, um, but if you go on Instagram, you go to Caprice Beret official, and then it has everything right there. My, my management, my speaking, the people that I book through for speaking events, my PR, it has all the information there. Yes, and Bo Ray is B O U 
R-R-E-T. And I want to end the show. And, uh, you know, don't blush. I met Caprice. And, yes, she is a model. And, yes, you know, she's one of those people in life endeared with good looks. But she's always been down to earth. She's always had a great sense of humor. She's always been humble. And she's always been honest. And and I have to tell you that, you know, if you think by, you know, being greedy and by cheating and by breaking the rules and by, by bossing people around and oppressing them, that that's what's going to get you ahead in life. It's not going to. It might for a little while. But you know what? You will fall. And Caprice is where she is because she built a character and personality that brings her to this point. And, we, you know, we could talk for hours about that. We won't today. But when you're building your business, building your career, make sure you're building your character and be humble. And Caprice, thank you for your time. Everyone uh, will be listening to this. And what a great guest you've been. Oh, thanks. Can I just leave you with one thing? There's kind of like an ethos. I think you you touched on something really, really important. Integrity is longevity. And that's something that I've always lived by. And also, remember, guys, there is no such thing as luck. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And that's how it is. <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Amen. Uh, Caprice, <laughs> have a good time. Come visit us soon in the States. And thank you for being a guest. Oh, thank you, Jerry. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.